0: Lots of quarterback news all over the league going into week 17, if you could believe it, guys, from Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson being hurt to Derek Carr being benched for the remainder of the season. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We want to wish you guys a happy new year as this is our last segment excuse me our last episode before 2023 you guys believe it yet another year
1: mm-hmm. Uh, 2022 was a decent year now it's time for 2023 that's how i'm feeling about it
0: now it's really time to kick it into high gear all right guys well we do have a great show planned for you tonight we're going to touch on a lot of the quarterback news and uh, every all these starting quarterbacks who are not playing this week, um, but we're going to lead off with maybe the most anticipated matchup in all of this 2022 regular season bills at Bengals on Monday night football. That is 815 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean, wow, this is a matchup. That we're gonna remember for a couple of it, it's a it's a regular season one, so maybe a couple of months, and we probably will look look back on it in a, in the coming years, but this is this is gonna be a good matchup. So these guys are the numbers two and three seeds, and obviously, because of that, they're both leading their division. The Bills already clinched, and mm. actually, no, Bills are one, Bengal's three. Excuse me. Um, so guys. Who has the edge in this matchup?
1: <laughs> well, uh, who has the edge? The Bills do. I believe they have a better defense than the, than the Bengals by far, and I believe the weapons on offense are comparable. Now, granted, they don't have the trio at wide receiver like they do, like Cincinnati does, but at the same time, I think that Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen more than make up for it, and I think they have a better overall O-line, so I guess even though Cincinnati has the better weapons, I think overall – I think Buffalo just has an overall better offense. So I think both in Buffalo on offense and defense wins. And overall, I don't see the Bengals coming out here with a with the W. I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs once again get the job done. All right. CJ. <clears throat> it's hard because each team has a lot of talent,
2: but when it comes to consistency and just on paper, you would have to go with Buffalo you know, you got Allen, you got Diggs, and that defense, which has been a little battered with injury, but overall it's still good. However, one of the big reasons why it's close is that Cincinnati running game with Joe Mixon. And Buffalo, these past few weeks, have had a really difficult time actually stopping the run. And... If you can have Joe Mixon with a full head of steam and Buffalo has to be aware of it, that will more than open up the passing game. And not to mention, you could argue that they basically have three wide receiver ones. But despite that, I do think just the sheer talent of Allen and Diggs alone can really elevate them. But it's going to be close, but long story short, don't sleep on the Bengals, but I think Buffalo has the edge just at least on paper.
0: All right. So this is a very close matchup. And I have all the reason in the world to pick the Bills. Mm-hmm. But because both of you guys picked the um picked the Bills, I'm gonna go the opposite way and say the Bengals. And I'm not just saying that just to say it, just to just for argument's sake. But th- there's a lot to like here with this Bengals team. No, there and the reason I would have picked the Bills is because the Bengals this past this past Saturday. Uh, against the Patriots, they lost Lyle Collins for the year. Their starting right tackle um, to an ACL tear. That's going to be that is a brutal injury because the biggest advantage this year for the Bengals, which was a disadvantage last year, was that their offensive line was horrible, awful. It was god awful, and it started off really rocky because they had so many new faces. But they figured things out down the stretch. Now they now that they've finally figured it out, they lost Lyle Collins. But last year they figured it out too. And I'd still say that this is a better situation this year than it was last year. On top of that, the Bengals are posting and they have so many weapons on offense. And they managed to they managed to replace their starting tight end last year, CJ Uzama with Hayden Hurst. Joe Mixon is having yet another very good year. It doesn't show as much on the statistics, but that's mainly because he missed a couple games with a concussion. He's back and he's ready to go. And that Bengals defense has gotten better than it was last year. I think their secondary is better. They have Dax Hill, who's a good defensive back who they can use anywhere. And I I just think that this team has more balance than you might think. Also, the Bills won't be able to exploit that uh, that hurt offensive line as much as you might think, because they are going to be without not only Von Miller who's done for the year, but also AJ Epenesa. So they're off. They're so the de- the bang- the the Bills' defense is already a little banged up as it is, especially on that front seven. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out that Bi- that. Th- Joe Burrow and company aren't going to have much trouble throwing the football. They also have the advantage of home, of home fields. They're both cold weather teams, so it doesn't make too much of a difference. But to have that home crowd with you, and the Bengals just have so much momentum right now. They're they've won their sixth straight. They're seeking their seventh. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I have them.
1: All right. Well, Adam's going with the loss. I <laughs> mean, it's unfortunate, but uh, I still got a question for you, Adam. Is he Eli right? Apple still on that team?
0: He's on that team.
1: He's their team. Right, that's, that's all I needed to know. And you know who's going to line up against that guy, right?
0: Who's going? They're, they're
1: going to line up
0: uh Stephon. You, Diggs. you, you think Stefan Diggs? They need, can, they they should put him in. on Dax Hill.
1: They could they could put Gabriel Davis on him. It really don't matter who they put on him. Someone's gonna get put on him. Josh Allen's gonna see that. He's like, ooh, lunch money. Let me
0: take that. Burnt
1: toast over the top touchdown.
0: Well, well let me, I don't even let, need to say that. We uh, know what's going
1: yeah. to
0: happen. Let, let me let me flip it for you. Let's uh-huh. look at the other the other uh the other set that's going to be on. The 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 Cincinnati Bengals offense. Who's going to be on Jamar Chase? Probably TreDavious, Tredavious White. White or their number 2 corner, if you if you want to put it that way. Who's going to be on T Higgins? And if you <laughs> find a way to get him oh. too, who's going to be on Tyler Boyd? And somehow by some miracle which it's not going to happen. You're not going to lock down all of them. You still have Hayden Hurst, and you can throw to Joe Mixon or Samahe Piran. They have too many options. Pick your poison. Yeah, They got a few
1: options. I, I'm not going to lie. Samahe Piran kind of scares me more than Joe Mixon for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's a bigger running back and just steps on people to the shadow around. I, I just don't know what it is.
0: He's more of a pass-catching guy. I think that's why.
1: Uh But when I look at this team, I'm like, they're on a six-game winning streak. But the reason they're on that six-game winning streak right now is because Tampa Bay pissed the bed and couldn't finish the job for some reason. They were up 17 to what, like three at halftime? And then all of a sudden, here comes Cincinnati and Tampa Bay crumbles down. I don't see that happening against the Bills. I believe the Bills have too much firepower on offense in their own right. And I like their defense overall better than I like Cincinnati's defense, even with the banged up defense that it is. I just trust Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen to get the job done. I believe they'll make decent enough place to get the job done. And let's not forget, Dawson Knox is still on that team. He's a comparable tight end. So when I look at the weapons that they have, yeah, I think the Bills can get the job done. And I think Cincinnati, with the weapons they have, can keep it close, of course, because Jamar Chase – can score on any play and Joe Mixon's a good running back and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are great twos and threes. But overall I just see that the Bills squeaking away with this victory and trying to lock up that number one seed.
0: One other player that I completely forgot to mention and I come and I absolutely should have, Micah Hyde is out on IR. And Jordan Poyer is questionable right now. I'm looking up his uh his I'm So I'm I'm looking up his status right here, Um, but you know that's a big part. Like their set, like definitely the the bit the Bengals. Um, their their big their their strength on that defense is their second is is their um is their their safeties. Their their safety tandem is is among the best in the league between Poyer and Hyde. And if Hyde is gone. And you also might not even have a hundred percent Poyer if you even have him at all. Then that might be something that's a little that's a little troublesome there. Hmm.
1: I'm still not changing my pick here. Yeah.
0: All right, I won't change mine either. So he did not practice today. Ex- excuse me, it was yesterday where Poyer didn't practice. So. It's it might be a one man show, with just Tre'Davious White having to having to deal with that offensive attack, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. They just have too much firepower over there.
1: I guess it's just going to be a high scoring game at this point in time. It's going to be a classic, man. I can't
0: wait for it. So mm-hmm. I want to get to this part. This part it's kind of a this is kind of a two parter for a segment. Uh, give it to us real quickly, and I'll start with you, Talk, since. I've talked – you've had been the most opinionated on this. Um, who needs this victory more? The Bengals need it more. The Bengals
1: need it more because if they lose and the Ravens win, we take over the AFC North. They need this one. The Bills have already clenched their uh, division. The Bengals still haven't. They need this one in order to keep pace with the Ravens, and if they win and the Ravens lose, they clench the division. That's why they need this win more so than the Bills. The bills needed for positioning. They needed to win the division, or at least to help win the division. All right, CJ.
2: I've thought long and hard about this, and I do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals need this win for all the reasons that our good friend uh, Tuck mentioned. You know, it's about the division because the AFC North isn't wrapped up yet. But there's something I would like to mention. Oh! If they beat Buffalo. I truly believe that they are the team to beat in the AFC because they also beat Kansas city. They beat like darn near everyone else. So if you've proven that you can beat the so-called giants in your division, then you're right up there with them. It's not about, and it's not about the division or even the conference. It's about who you can hang with. And if you can hang with, let, let alone beat Buffalo, like you just did to Kansas city, that as far as i'm concerned you're number 1 it's literally in my opinion about being number 1
0: let me tell you something if the bills lose this game and this is why i think the bills need it more they fall all the way from the 1 seed to the 3 seed mm-hmm. a team that was regarded to be the best team in the afc now looks like they're the their third best in the playoff picture. And that's pretty significant continu- uh, considering that the Bills for most of this uh for most of this season have been in the one or two seed. And they fall down to the three spot, that's pretty significant. And looking at it on the Bills side, even if they lose, yes, the Ravens if they win out can win the division, but yeah. The Ravens in there in this game that they have, they're already injury riddled as it is without the quarterback position, but now they're going to be with Tyler Huntley again. Lamar Jackson is going to be out, who hasn't start, who hasn't practiced since December fourth, a yeah. month ago, and so even if they get out of that game alive, against what is it? I'm I'm sorry, is it Atlanta? Talk, Steelers. you know, you know best. Yes,
1: it's, it's it's the Steelers
0: the Steelers. Yikes. And then after that, next week, week 18, you've got the Bengals. Yeah. And And even if Lamar is back, how are you beating that team?
1: Again, they're not unbeatable. We still have a powerful running game. We can still win time of possession. If we keep the ball out of their hands, we can easily win that game. I could see us winning that like we did earlier this season.
0: Right. When they weren't when the Bengals were still figuring things out on their offensive line.
1: That's and, tough. And they're still gonna to have to figure it out without Lyle Collins.
0: And also got- didn't you didn't you have you did you still had Devin Duvernay and um and uh Rashad Bateman at that point? Yeah. So like you don't have them anymore.
1: Yeah, we still have to adjust. And we still have Mark Andrews, who, again, is going to take up double teams by choice, by force of habit. They're going to have to double him. And I believe sooner or later, one of our other wide receivers is going to get open. And if not, we'll just hit him with Thunder and Lightning and with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. It's not that hard for us on offense to just dominate a game with running.
0: We Yeah, but you don't you don't really have that much in the way of the running back core. There's J.K. Dobbins, who's still coming back from an ACL tear. He's been yeah. on and off. He's been he's been he's been playing well of late, but I still don't trust him with that ACL tear. I mean, quarterbacks, uh, running backs who come off uh, who come off ACL injuries usually aren't good and aren't good again until the following year. Yeah. So I don't really trust him. Gus Edwards has been has been injury uh, injury prone himself in recent oh. weeks, and on top of that. Um, I mean, you're getting you're getting Lamar Jackson back over a month after the last time he last time he even practiced. Yeah, that's real. That's really concerning. Is it not?
1: It's concerning from the standpoint of we may not have him to play. But again, Tyler Huntley knows the offense. He's been playing it for weeks now. He should be able to have it down to science. He should be able to build chemistry with the players around him, whether or not they're there right now or not. I believe the running game is significantly better than it was last year when we didn't even have our top three running backs. And we had to rely on, I want to say, Levante Murray and uh, Devontae Freeman. So as far as my running game standpoint, it's better than when we faced Cincinnati last year. I think it's better than when we faced them this year. And I think we can still give them a fighting chance and we can still win this division. But I'm not looking past Pittsburgh right now. We're taking this one game at a time. And we probably won't win the division. I'm fine with that. But don't say like it's clear that the Cincinnati Bengals can win this.
0: Well, anything can happen, but the edge has to go to the Bengals at this point. And I'm just saying that even if the Bengals lose this game, they're probably not leaving the three seed. If the Bills lose this game, they fall down to the the they fall down to the three seed. The Bengals move up and the chiefs have you looked at their their remaining schedule lately no they're they're they te- they have a, the last two teams they're facing have a combined 10 wins yeah they're facing the raiders who have benched all of their players at this point at least their starting quarterback and i believe they have arizona too And they don't have their starting quarterback anymore either. And also, DeAndre Hopkins has been—it looks like—has been banged up. So the Chiefs aren't—the Chiefs are winning out. The the Bills have to do that as well. And that starts with that—that comes down to winning this game right here. Patriots are going to be an easy out. Sorry, CJ.
2: Yeah, I don't want us in the playoffs because we're going to get embarrassed. Come on, can't you
1: just be happy that your team made the playoffs? And plus, another thing. Not if we're going
2: to get violated in there, I can't. I'd rather us get a pick, a better pick. Right now,
0: we're at pick 14. Let's keep that train rolling. And plus, the way you look at it, the way you want to look at it is, if they do make the playoffs, there's going to be so many Patriots fans who are going to be like, see? See? Bill didn't have the best situation, but he still made it work. See? Exactly. Oh, and Adam, Adam. All Anything right.
2: other than a complete collapse to the season will give Bill an inkling that it would be okay to keep Patricia.
0: All right. We will, we'll touch on the Patriots a little bit more in a, uh, in a segment la- uh, later on, but we do need to move on. And uh, I did hint that we would talk about some of the, some of the uh, quarterback news that's been, been going on. Derek Carr has been not only been benched for the remainder of the season, but there's a strong possibility that he might get traded. We'll talk about that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, C.J. Medeiros, uh, Justin Tucker with you. So the Las Vegas Raiders have benched Derek Carr, their starting quarterback, for the remainder of the season. And not only that, but um, NFL insider Jeremy Fowler has reported that Carr is actually being preserved for a possible trade as well. Although him staying does remain on the table, he said. Um, But what we're all forgetting is that, and this was also confirmed by the guy himself, Devontae Adams, he went to Vegas because he wanted to play with his buddy Derek Carr. And he sounded off on an Instagram post saying that he's really he's really frustrated with the organization he said that you know with everything he's done for this organization, the work that he the work that he puts in I and he even said himself I went I I became a raider for this guy. I wanted to be with with Derek Carr, my best friend from college and now they're a season later they're looking at trading him. And they benched him for the final two, even if they don't, they benched him for the final two games of the season. And they do technically have a a, a, a tiny, tiny minuscule chance of making the playoffs if they went out and have like a ton of help. But still like they are like they are benching their, their starting quarterback since 2014. But guys. How do you, what do you guys think about how the Raiders are handling the situation? Talk.
1: Well, to be honest, I think they're just trying to put all their blame on Derek Carr and saying he's the reason that we're this way and he's the reason that the Raiders have this abysmal record right now. And I think that's unfair on Derek Carr because I think too much to blame has been put on him and not enough blame has been put on that defense. That defense has been atrocious, and that's saying a lot considering we thought that defense would be a lot better than what it actually is right now. They have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby on those two on those two edges, and yet for some reason, this defense is still, I want to say, 23rd ranked overall defensively. Good lord, that defense is atrocious. So when you have a defense that doesn't help Derek Carr in the AFC West of all places, where it's like talent go with the Chargers and the <laughs> Chiefs, it's now all of a sudden a reason why you might start off 0-4 in in the division. And when you have teams like that, it becomes a struggle. And when you go up against other teams, not only in the AFC, but in the NFC as well, and you struggle to pick up victories, a lot of times you think it's the quarterback. But in actuality, when you look at the defense that you put around him, it's like, oh, no, duh, he can't win this game. His defense is killing him. So overall, I don't blame Derek Carr for all of it. Don't get me wrong. He does throw costly interceptions at the worst possible times, and he does get bailed out by having Devontae Adams on his team. But overall, I don't blame it just on him. I blame it on the coaching, and I blame it on the defense for the most part.
0: All right, CJ.
2: Uh, I agree with Justin. It's not Derek Carr's fault. And when you look at it, you realize – this was a playoff team last year. you know. Granted, they were one and done, but they gave the eventual uh, AFC champion uh, Cincinnati Bengals a real scare, did they not? Mm-hmm. They had an above 500 record last year under Rich Passaccia, which they really should have kept him as a head coach. And a lot of it, and as a Pats fan, I can laugh, falls on Josh McDaniels. Why did you think, Raiders, that this was a good idea to make him a head coach? He's already failed as a head coach, and his last time being offensive coordinator wasn't exactly great. And when you think about it, trading Derek Carr on top of this is, is just going to compile another issue you know, on top of your existing one. Now, you know, when, when you trade someone, you got to have someone else in mind. You need to have a backup plan. What's their backup plan? Jarrett Stidham? I'm sorry, that's not a good backup plan. Like are, it's like do do they have a first round pick this year or no? Cuz I don't th- wait no, they don't, right?
0: I don't believe they do. No. No, no, they uh, don't. Because, uh, so so because it's like of the Raiders because of uh the Devonte Adams trade.
2: You're right, you're right. So 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 you can't get anyone like a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or, God help me, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. So like, so, what's your plan? Are you just going to become the next Indianapolis Colts and just go with a carousel of bridge quarterbacks? Oh, yeah. And uh, let's touch on Devontae Adams. You think he's happy? You do realize there's a very real chance he demands a trade if Carr's gone, right? So in the words of the immortal DJ Khaled, Raiders, Congratulations,
0: you played yourself. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, like, I I haven't really looked at it too much as, I mean, you can spin it that way, that they're throwing him under the bus. It could also be looked at as, I mean, this team is out, and they don't want to get their starting quarterback hurt before the end of the season. They might want him next year. They might want to trade him and get some value for him. So that part, throwing him under the bus, you could spin it that way. But I, I really haven't seen it that way too uh, very much. It's still a stupid decision. If they like, not only are they alienating Derek Carr possibly, but also they're pissing off the guy, the prized acquisition, acquisition, the guy who they got, who they got in Devontae Adams. So now if you trade if you trade Derek Carr, then you might lose Adams as well, who you traded a first round pick for. So like, what are you doing? Like, even if you even if you are probably out, don't don't bench him. You're gonna piss him off. And you're gonna alienate the quarterback as well. So it's it just all doesn't it just doesn't like it's a really poorly made decision. And they're trying. They're looking. To, they're clearly looking to shake things up because they're not happy with how things are going. Even though they should probably fire their head coach, who managed to botch one of the better-looking offenses in all of football. At least one that was made overnight. You had Devonte Adams as your wide receiver one. Darren Waller as your tight end. Although he's been hurt, on, he's been on and off the field all season. Mm-hmm. And then you had Hunter Renfro as your wide receiver too. and you had Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. I mean, you can't ask for much better than that. And you could make an argument that their offensive line was kind of is kind of spotty this year. But like while it didn't look great on paper, they didn't allow him to get sacked that often. Derek Carr was ranked 18th in all of football in times being sacked, just 27 times all season long. That's not bad. You know who's been sacked more? Joe Burrow. You know who's been sacked more? Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been sacked more. And that team only has two losses on the season. So you can't blame it on the offensive line either. You can look at the defense, which has been god-awful, and they've, they also have misused... Uh, Chandler Jones big time they don't let him play like at all he's played 60% of the team's defensive snaps that's not good enough it's it's not good enough you you go out and you sign a guy to play across from Max Crosby who's having a really good season one of the few bright spots back there and you don't use him. what the hell are you doing and they also need I, I said it I said it before before the season they needed to address that defensive backfield and they really did it they have rocky sin and then they have a couple of other guys and that's it and even rocky sin is nothing to, to write to write home about he's not a one he's not a number one he's a number two at best and you did not get your number one i thought they should go out and get Stefan Gilmore that would have been good for them they didn't do that their defense sucks this year their coaching sucks and they're putting it all on they yeah they might be putting it all on Derek Carr and they're and they're deciding to possibly trade him instead even if you're even if you're not throwing him under the bus, which I don't know if they are they could be but I I, I just didn't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Why are you taking it out on one of the one of the few bright spots during that's from that season and also you're not just taking it out on him but you're also possibly losing your wide receiver one. He could force his way out now because he's pissed now he has no reason to be in be in this trash organization anymore so like it, it, this is just it, it's just a, it's one of those things that it's 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 going to be a trickle down effect in a, one of the bad ones where one one bad thing happens after the other you trade away your starting quarterback and you're probably not going to get a first round pick out of him when you already lost the first rounder for Devontae adams then he forces his way out. Now you don't have your quarterback or your wide receiver. And you're starting from ground zero at that point. You don't have a quarterback. No wide receiver one. I mean, this this was just this this is really, really bad situation from them for them. They should not have benched Derek Carr for the last two games of the season. But that's my two cents. <sighs> Fair enough. I ain't got nothing
1: else to say. Derek Carr is being unfairly treated, and that's that. I swear to God,
2: watch Derek Carr end up on the Colts because wouldn't that just be perfect?
1: <laughs> He'll end up on the Colts.
2: So the cycle merrily continues.
0: God, I don't know, man. And he's actually played in. Um, what's his name? Chandler Jones has played seventy-eight percent of the snaps, but that's still too low. A, that's too too low a snap count. For a guy like him to be playing. Um, all right. But I want to move on, and we're going to go to another quarterback. A different situation with this team. Tuatunga Vailoa has now gotten his second concussion of the year. Furthermore, the Dolphins have lost four games in a row and are now going to be without their starting quarterback for maybe the rest of the season, the last two games. We're going to touch on that next and what that means for the Miami Dolphins. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rusey Podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, with you tonight. So, the Miami Dolphins wasn't long ago. wasn't long ago when that team started eight and three. They actually started three and zero before then. Then they lost three in a row because their quarterback got uh, concussed. Their quarterback got concussed, and then they won. 5 in a row after that and they're 8 and 3 and they're in contention for the number 1 seed in the AFC now they lost 4 straight they're right back in the same spot that they were at this point last year 8 and 7 so guys we could talk plenty about you know whether or not this team will make the playoffs this year because that's not guaranteed anymore and we could also talk about if this team is even for real this year. But the better way to spin this is, what? Where do you guys see the Dolphins going from here on out, going forward, this season into next season? What's the direction they go? They go in given how this season has gone.
1: Oh, that's a good question, mm-hmm. CJ. Do you want to
0: take it first? Yeah, sure. Honestly,
2: I don't know if too much changes. I mean, at this point in time, we've seen what Tua can do. After two mediocre at best seasons, Tua, despite not even playing a full year, has had his best season. He is i uh, – I'm trying to pull up the stats here.
0: I have it. 25 touchdowns to eight interceptions, 3,500. And
2: 3,000. And 105.5 passer rating. So that's good. It's good. So do you really want to roll the dice on another quarterback? Or if you're Miami, or are you that confident that you can be like the Niners of a plug-and-play style of offense, you can put in darn near anyone, and they'd be good. But last episode, if you... people who listen recall we were talking about how you know your best ability is your availability and two is not always available and it's not that he's getting like acl tears or broken wrists or anything oh no he's getting concussions and this is like what is this his second or third concussion this season
0: second confirmed although people believe that the he he was concussed before his first one
2: yeah and honestly, I'm not even going to weigh in on, like, what they should do, you know, with him. But, I mean, I would – I mean, like, we all with, like, concussions or whether or not he should retire is what I meant. Because a lot of people – there's, like, a growing number of voices that say Tua should retire, you know, before his brain becomes mush and he starts acting like Antonio Brown because, you know, his some head's not. On yeah, it's I know. Holding
0: so, it's holding some weight now. I mean, mm-hmm. the God, the, health over – football
2: man exactly
0: and see here's the thing i'm a pats fan you
2: know we all know that dolphins are bitter rivals i am worried for tua i am honestly worried for his safety because like i said he seems like a really good guy and you know with the concussions i don't want to see him become like antonio brown who's probably got some horrific cte in his own right but but on the flip side do you really move on from Tua? I don't even think you do.
0: And you even can't. though they had Tua, sorry, know, I'm I'm chiming it, in way too much. Go, keep going.
2: No, it's all right. Now it's like even though they lost four straight with Tua, I would, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, Mike McDaniel is a fine coach. You have some things to tune up, but I would say, you know what, start Teddy Bridgewater for the rest of the year. If you make it in and you're one and done, great. If you don't, oh well, you rebuild for next season. Is my point. You know, and then next year you come out full throttle, but this year you cannot risk Tua.
0: Yeah, the way I look at it, you you have to look at Tua's health, but you really you can't for a couple reasons, you can't move on from him. Not Mm -hmm. only from a talent standpoint, we're not sure exactly what he is, but think about how that would look throughout the rest of the league if because of Tua's in Tua's concussion history they they kicked him to the curb that would look pretty bad and the Dolphins already look bad with how they handled Tua and his concussion in the first place right earlier on this season they uh before before his first concussion he had a, he had a little issue uh in the game against Baltimore what was that
1: I have no idea
2: it wasn't on my end
0: I don't know what that was. Sorry, uh, sorry guys, um, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, but like with, with how they handled that in the earlier game, like earlier in the season against Buffalo, remember? Tua went like Tua didn't seem right at some point. It looked like he hit his head, but they they still cleared him to play again. And then the following game, he nearly got his head ripped off, and he was gone for like three games. And so, like, if they were to do, if this were to ha- to play out the way it could play out, where they just say he's just not the guy, and they just kick him out, how bad that is that going to look to the rest of the league? Players aren't going to want to play for him anymore. Coaches are going to resign. Players, players on their own team are going to say, "Guys, I'm out of here. This this organization sucks," <laughs> right? I mean, if you look at it that way, and on top of that, the jury, even though he he had he was he's been up and down this year, he did have a career year, but the jury's still out on him. I mean, yeah, he got hurt, and they had a tough stretch where they lost four straight games. We could say three because, um, during during the second half after he suffered the concussion, he threw three picks. Um. I mean every every team every player goes through a tough stretch. So you can have that and you can kind of discount the head injury and you could just say that that's just every team goes through it, you know, goes through a tough stretch where they're not they're not at their best. and they're still uh, they're still um, uh, they're still a 12 and five team. They go in with a with a seed towards the top. Let's say they have the two, three seed. Well, probably not if it's the Bills, but if the Bills are at number one. But either way, you're a team that's very much in contention at that point. But with the injuries that they've had, not just with Tua, but also on their offensive line, their defense hasn't be, hasn't looked at its best. Um, their wide receivers have been banged up every now and then. Their, their, uh, their running back situation isn't the best. Like There's a lot of factors that play in that has, have nothing to do with the quarterback. So you kind of have to just look at this and try to improve um, on your offensive line th- for next season and put Tua back out there and see if you get better results. Now there is the saying, um, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing more than once and expecting different results. But you kind of have to do. You kind of have to go back in and do the same thing this time. Maybe improve the offensive line, work on the depth because um, their starting tackles have been have been banged up all season long. Austin Jackson, their right tackle, is already out for the year. But you kind of have to look at it that way. You have to go in and say, okay, we need to make sure we're protecting our quarterback because he had a good season, but the health of that offensive line did not. So work on that. And then put the same team out there. Maybe improve the backfield too. Now that I'm thinking of it. Like it's a good one. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. have done very good jobs. But they do have number one, they're they're not real number, they're not real workhorses. And number two, they do have injury history. Uh-huh. So like there's a couple of things you could do there, but nothing drastic really. And their coaching has been good too. Mike McDaniel seems like a pretty likable guy to all the players, and he's done a good job coaching. Like I've had nothing I've I've had no complaints about their coaching scheme. But that's that's basically what I have. Like they can't overreact to what's going on. I get it they're 8 and 7. This isn't the best situation. Overall they've had a pretty good season. But they've run into some really really bad luck. And I hope Tua winds up being okay and he can play next season, but that's kind of the way I look at it. They need they they just need to improve their offensive line, at least from a depth standpoint, and go out and do what you did do what you did this year, and hopefully things turn out differently. That's basically it. You guys have any anything more to add? We want to move on to our Fumble yeah. Ruski fantasy fix. All right. Ready. Well, up next. Congratulations to those of you who have made your fantasy football championship. We've we are on to week 17 fantasy football stardom situm. If you're in your so there, there are there is a small population of you who have your fan, your final and you have some balls on you if you actually if you did this, who have your final uh your your championship in week 18. And we'll be with you for that, but if, that, if so, and this is your conference championship, then we'll help you out for that. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88, Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker. We're on to our Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix, where we give you, on Fridays, our stardom situm. And as I mentioned, this is week 17. So for most people, this is your last week in the championship week. So we are going to help you win your league. Um, So... Starting with the running back position, we're going to start Travis Etienne at Houston and Brian Robinson versus Cleveland. We're going to sit Deontay Foreman at Tampa Bay and Latavius Murray at Kansas City. For wide receivers, we're going to start Jerry Judy versus – shoot, it says versus Denver, but he's a – that's a misprint. Um, they're <laughs> – uh, at it's at Kansas City. Whoops. Um Jesus Marquise Brown and Marquise Brown at Atlanta for sits. We're going to go DK Metcalf versus uh, versus the jets and Chris Olave at Philly for tight ends. We're going to start Evan Engram at Houston and Cole Komet at Detroit for sits. We're going to sit David Njoku at Washington and Taysom Hill at Philadelphia. As for the quarterback position, we're going to start Jared Goff versus Chicago and Brock Purdy at Las Vegas. And for sits, we're going to sit Carson Wentz versus Cleveland and Tom Brady versus Carolina. For defenses, we're going to start Chiefs versus Denver and 49ers at Las Vegas. For sits, we're going to put Bill's defense at Cincinnati on the bench. As we mentioned earlier in the show, that's going to be a shootout of a game. Um, and then we're going to sit Patriots versus Miami. All right. So, anything more to add? Nah. Nope. All right. Well, we usually we we end with stardom situm, but we are on to it. Is the new year and we are going to give you every teams in a rapid fire we're going to give you every teams New Year's New Year's re- resolution and that is a that is a, that is a segment that you will not want to miss this is the fumble Rooski podcast This is the Fumble Ruzsky Podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We hope you guys all have a very happy New Year, and hope that if you know if you had not the best twenty twenty two, that twenty twenty three is even better. And if you had a good twenty twenty two, I hope you guys stay hot going into the twenty three year as well. Um, but with that. We're going to give you every team's New Year's resolution, and we're going to do this real quick. So starting with the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to lead off. Win the Super Bowl. You guys haven't won a Super Bowl ever, so win a Super Bowl. CJ, give me Miami. So for the Miami
2: Dolphins, I would say try to – Protect Tua from getting more concussions. You have some good bookends you know, on the line, but you got to help the interior there. All
0: right, Tuck, for New England.
1: Uh, New England resolutions. For God's sake, get Mac Jones an OC, an actual OC, for God's sakes. Don't hey, keep him with Mac Patricia. Also, like health and, for God's sake, Bill Belichick, do the right thing. Actually, get him some quality weapons surrounding him, too.
0: All right. So for the Jets, I would say find yourself a new quarterback. They need they need a quarterback bad. Everything else is is nailed down. Um, they just it's they need the quarterback. All right, CJ, give me Cincy, Cincinnati. So for for the
2: Bengals, for God's sakes, I, I know you worked on it, but fix your defensive backfield a little bit more. You need a true CB one.
0: All right, talk, fittingly, the Ravens.
1: Of course, of course. Uh, step number one, regardless of what happens in the playoffs this year, pay Lamar Jackson, pay Lamar Jackson, pay Lamar Jackson, and more importantly, pay Lamar Jackson, and get him some weapons and an offense that suits his play style and actually get him, like, an OC that accommodates to him.
0: All right. So for Pittsburgh, Uh this is tough because they already took a quarterback. But that's kind of the situ that's kind of the spot where they're lacking at. So I would say address that offensive line. Yeah, probably the offensive line. That's that's their biggest, that's their biggest issue besides quarterback. All right, CJ, uh, Cleveland.
2: The Cleveland Browns. Just give Deshaun Watson a tune-up. That's pretty much it. He's looking rusty, just just get him up to speed next season. Make sure
0: he's All not right.
1: too busy. Is hmm, that's the truth.
0: All right. Uh, talk Jacksonville.
1: Honestly, continue to progress with Trevor Lawrence. They are actually a playoff team right now. Uh, I guess find more sustainability with that O-line. I guess find another quality linebacker on defense. Maybe just overall depth around the skills position and just keep progressing with Trevor Lawrence. He looks like the franchise you have the future now.
0: All right. All right. So for Tennessee, they need a quarterback. They like they 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 need to stop dinking around with Ryan Tannehill because he's clearly not the guy. I like Traylon Burks. Give him some more time and maybe go for another wide receiver, but I like Traylon Burks and Robert Woods just needs some more time to re- recover. Get yourself a real quarterback, real one. Not that like Ryan Tannehill as a franchise quarterback is like trying to call a mall Santa, the real Santa. All right, CJ, give me Indianapolis.
2: Get a real young quarterback and not another bridge quarterback. I think it's simple.
0: All right. Talk. Give me Houston.
1: Continue taking for Bryce young. And then, for the love of God, build around Bryce Young. Stop taking other pieces. Build around your quarterback. You need a solid enough O-line. You already have Larry Tunsil. The rest of it is just filling in the blanks. You have a solid running back, and you have competent pieces at skill set, but unfortunately it's not enough. Keep building around for the future for him and fix that defense too. Just all around fix it, and maybe a new head coach would be nice. But uh, it's
0: a mess. All right. Kansas City's gonna. Kansas City's a tough one for me, but if I had to pick one, I would say
2: Super Bowl, running back. Well, yeah, they, they need more. to run
0: it. They win it. They need to win a Super Bowl, but they're going to be in it every year because they have Patrick Mahomes, like the greatest quarterback, um, into of our time right now. Um, now that now like that,
1: that is right now, I like how you paraphrased right <laughs> now because he
0: he's not he's not close to Brady, but um, I wonder why. So, you gotta go. You gotta go running back. They need. They need. They. 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 It's a revolving door over there. If it's Pacheco, then it's Pacheco. But fa- figure it out there. All right. Ta- uh, Cj, give me Los uh, uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles.
2: O line and D line. You gotta insulate the run, and you have. To you gotta fix up that run defense
0: all right um talk vegas oh
1: i thought you were about to give me broncos i'll take vegas for uh vegas it's kind of hard because you don't i don't know where they're going it's like they have the weapons around them it's just a matter of can they succeed number one fix that defense. I think I've made it very clear. I trust nobody on that defense except the next Crosby and maybe Chandler Jones if you give him more snaps. Rock, your son can be a quality number 2, but he's not going to be your lockdown number 1, so maybe add another DB. But again, I don't trust the Raiders front office because the last few picks that they had in the first round are not there except for the uh, except for Josh Jacobs and Cleveland Farrell. All so right. as
0: much as I want to trust them, fix that defense. All right. Let's try to be let's try to be quick with the with these because we're just getting out of the AFC right now. Denver the last team, it's easy. Fix wow. that coaching. They they're cleaning house right now, so hire the right guys. That's it. That is all. All right. CJ, give me Philly.
1: Philly, Philly.
2: Well, you have the most wins right now. Back it up and win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. That's a simple one. All right. Talk Jesus Christ, come on. You get Dallas.
1: To be honest, there's no reason why you guys shouldn't be competing for a Super Bowl. As long as Dak Prescott is on his game, make sure you protect Dak Prescott enough, and uh, don't choke like you always do. Simple enough.
0: All right. For the Giants, I would say – and it it sucks because they keep on trying to address this position – and it, it's really annoying to them. I'm sure that they it hasn't worked out. But figure out the wide receiver position. They keep on trying to address it, and it keeps on just falling flat. But figure it out. All right, CJ, give me Washington.
2: Get rid of Dan Snyder. I don't care about the team. Dan Snyder must go.
0: All right. That is all. He's not wrong. He's not. All right. talk. Give me Minnesota.
1: Ah, unfortunately for them, the defensive scheme that they're trying to run up in Minnesota isn't compl- isn't working for what they want to do on defense. So either get new players or get a new scheme. Other than that, I don't see reason why they can't win the Super Bowl this
0: year. All right, uh, shoot, hang on. Um, so Detroit, 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 Detroit. They need to work on that defense. Their offense looks good. Defense, keep keep Jared Goff. They don't they don't need a quarterback right now. Uh, CJ, give me Green Bay.
2: Good Lord, get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. Real, <laughs> actual wide receiver one, please. There you
0: go. All right. Uh, Tuck, give me Chicago. This should be an easy hey, one. Bang.
1: Same thing. Actually give him a line and actual weapons to throw to. Chase Claypool won't get the job done. Give him somebody to throw to.
0: There we go. All right. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Offensive line.
1: Brady retired. They,
0: they need to get healthy. And if they, they want Tom Brady to stay, then they need to ensure to Brady that that offensive line is going to stay intact. CJ, give me the Panthers. For the love of God, to figure out that quarterback
2: position, you should be able to get CJ Stroud in the draft. You're welcome,
0: Panthers. All right. New Orleans talk
1: again quarterback position needs to be fixed their defense needs to stay healthy and they have a serviceable enough offense surrounding the quarterback but they need to fix the quarterback spot and play calling situation
0: all right so Atlanta right. they should be they should be in it for a quarterback and it looks like some of them on draft boards are dropping so i would say quarterback um so CJ, give me San Francisco.
2: Niners. This is another one where you just whether it's Purdy, Jimmy G, or Trey Lance, find yourself a healthy QB one and keep it there. No more
1: controversies.
0: Yup. All right, talk Seattle. That's an interesting one.
1: That's actually surprisingly. I don't know. Use that top five pick to get a quality player you may not need but you'll probably never ever have the chance to get them and use the second pick to address a much better need that you need to address
0: yep uh the rams all right the rams this is a tough one get healthy actually that's not even tough get healthy they have all good players over there get healthy all right cj you have the last one give me arizona (sighs) somehow
2: some way Convince Kyler Murray to hop off his console and actually care about football and maybe get a new coach too.
0: All right, there you have it. Every team in the league, all of their New Year's resolutions. Um, and, again, we do wish you guys a happy New Year. And you know what? We should. This was a last-minute decision to do this segment. We should have had some, like, New Year's music playing while we were doing this. That would have been fun. All right. Either way, um, that's the end of our show tonight. So that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.